Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fit is Buck podcast. I'm your host, Greg Buck. Joining me today is the one and only Old Man Samson. Yeet. What's up, boys and girls? So today, guys, we decided we're going to do a podcast talking about coming back from injury. Andrew just recently had shoulder surgery, so we're going to talk a little bit about what his injury and surgery was and kind of the things we've talked about back and forth as a client and a coach kind of to keep him in the right state of mind because coming back from injury is always hard. You know, you feel like you're just sitting around, you're just waiting and biding your time. That can be really hard mentally. So we're going to kind of, again, just talk about some approaches that we can take to make sure we don't get in that funk and then how to get back into the gym as quickly as we can and as safely as we can. So Andrew, why don't you start us off by talking about what specifically is going on with your shoulder, um, maybe the surgery you had, if you're okay to share with that with everybody, and then kind of what we've talked about um, about the surgery itself. Yeah, so of course, first off, this was not a CrossFit injury. <laughs> this wasn't from lifting or not using proper technique. When we had that bad blizzard, this would be 2018 now, slipped in the driveway, landed straight on my arm and tore my labrum in my right shoulder. Luckily, no rotator cuff damage, just it was an injury. My ortho said, try PT, do injections. And it was manageable for roughly a year, but right around November is when I started noticing anything overhead or going shoulder to overhead really started to hurt. So I don't know what aggravated it, but it was manageable, then it got unmanageable. So December 20th had, they called a slap tear repair where they reconnect the bicep to the shoulder, Mm -hmm. laparoscopic, just a few little holes. And we're just about two weeks out now. Mm -hmm. Arm spin in a sling, super antsy. Longest time I've gone not working out since I started CrossFit going on four years now. Mm -hmm. So cabin fever and waiting for the doctor clearance to do anything because sitting on the couch is not my thing. Sure. And so with that, um, can you give us a rough idea? Did they give you a timeline of what like your recovery should look like? So, you know, like you said, we're two weeks out, obviously not ready to get back into the gym yet because we got to make sure everything's healed before we do anything crazy with it um do they have they given you a timeline of when you think you'll be cleared maybe even to just do lower body stuff or are they going to give you pt obviously everyone's a little bit different but just in this specific case well handstand push-ups probably (laughs) not anytime soon fair but yeah we find out this week i know Everyone's told me it's a lot of PT. Mm-hmm. Don't skip the PT. Mm-hmm. So anyone with injuries or upcoming surgeries, definitely do the PT. I've heard horror stories mm-hmm. of people that just did like one or two. Yep. few months out now, they're actually worse off than before. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. Like yeah. that's so common. We go into our PT session like, oh, I feel like this isn't really doing anything or, oh, I can do this after your second or third session. I'm fine. It feels fine. That's like the stupidest thing you could do. It's just setting yourself up for more injury in the future or to re-injure the same thing. No one wants to have surgery 
like and we all understand like yes pt can be boring yes pt can be expensive you know what's more expensive having another surgery that you just had so you're spot on you have to listen to your doctors you have to do your pt right um you know, I've had people in the past come to me as a coach to be like, hey, well, the doctor said I shouldn't do anything, but I want to do this. I'm like, hey, that's not my realm of expertise. I'm always going to default to what your doctor says. Right. They have a much better understanding of what exactly is going on with your injury. They have a much better understanding of what they've done with your surgery, what your timeline should look like. It's never my job or another trainer's job, whether it's at Ariok or anywhere else, for someone to give you some advice that goes against a medical professional. We're fitness professionals. We're not medical professionals. A lot of us kind of, um, as clients, think that we kind of can blur that line of, well, doctors aren't always up on the latest know-how, and that's fine, but a doctor has thousands of hours of expertise far in a way more than 90 percent of fitness experts um it's not in the same realm you should not be going to your trainer or your coach with actual orthopedic issues right okay um i just want to make that clear that's not something we would ever do not something we would ever put on you guys not something you guys should try to put on us um we're happy to help you work around injuries and work with doctor's orders, but we're never going to go against the doctor's orders. Right. And see, the funny thing with me is, of course, being antsy, mm-hmm. I even asked him, like, can I do lower body stuff, like, next week? I'm like, mm-hmm. can I start walking, you mm-hmm. know, right. bicycling, anything. Bicycling's not a word. And, of course, he's like, no, 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 you, you do two weeks, you don't rest. You know, mm-hmm. he's got an accent, so I'm trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> and... Funny enough, this is my funny little side story. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast, so we're good. We were walking around in the parking lot. Dark night, the sh- there was no lighting. Tried to cut in front of a car, and my foot caught a... What am I thinking of? A curb. Curb, thank you. Threw my freshly surgery-operated arm up and screamed in pain. Right. And then the lesson from that is, what if I was on a bike or something like that and your arm's in a sling? That's why they tell you, don't do anything because you can't catch your balance. Right. If you fall, I mean, that thing's just freshly surgery operated. It could tear right out. Right. So, I mean, I was just walking around. I wasn't like jogging or anything. But if I had been jogging around a bike and, you know, lost your balance, that could have been way worse yeah that could definitely lead to a super serious injury like you said that could be like you just undid your whole surgery and you know obviously that was an accident and we want to uh, minimize accidents as much as we can in that type of situation so like yeah could you do some air squats some some bodyweight lunges probably but you're also going to be doing it with one arm tied to your side which is how you're not normally going to do that and now your balance is thrown off now you're going to fall over probably towards the side that is imbalanced which is which is your injured arm so you know you always have to toe that line of i want to get back i want to get back it's like that's fine 
but you got to do it safely. You got to right? be patient. That's the hard part. For sure. It, and it's definitely hard. You know, most of us are CrossFit addicts and we want to be in the gym five, seven days a week. So when stuff like this happens, it's, it's very hard to take ourselves out of it. But we have to do that to, again, just to make sure we're staying safe and to make sure we're setting ourselves up for long-term success. Most of us aren't elite athletes where, no. where one, we have the resources of an elite athlete where we see, you know, guys in the NFL who have labrum surgery who are back in playing position four weeks from now right. like they're doing a lot of things on the backside that you do not have access to whether that's um, experimental treatments high high level phys- physical therapists high high level doctors that oh, yeah. none of us can afford like that is a whole different realm and most of us aren't elite athletes in terms of our genetics where we're going to heal twice as fast as the average human being. Right. And we probably aren't taking as many steroids depending on what sport you're watching. <laughs> um, so all of those things play a factor in recovery and getting back into your sport or into your fitness uh, regimen. Let's talk a little bit about kind of the stuff we've talked about in terms of kind of trying to stay the course as best we can with our fitness Um even though we're not able to work on our fitness. So like the mindset we've been trying to stay in, the diet tips we've been trying to work on, um, you know, in my experience, when we're injured, we feel bad for ourselves. So we want to indulge. Like I can't can't indulge in my CrossFit. I'm gonna indulge in pizza. I'm gonna indulge in ice cream. When realistically, unfortunately, even though we're feeling down because we can't do the thing we love, that's when we have to really dial in the nutrition more because we aren't being active, which sucks, but it's a realistic expectation we need to set, right? Right. So I know we talked about, you know, you had a couple days, it was with the holidays, like, yeah, Yeah, I went out, right, I went all out, I had my pizza, I had my fun, but now, you know, we're like, we're back on it. And even though Andrew's not working out right now, like as his coach, I'm still checking up on him periodically to make sure, hey man, how you feeling? How you doing? And that's something we would extend to anybody in this situation. Um, You know, obviously Andrew and I work more in a one-on-one capacity, but if you guys are going through stuff like this, this is why we're here. We wanna help you through these things and help you guys set yourself up for success. like you said, you've been getting like cabin fever. Has there been anything that you feel like mindset-wise has helped you like get into, okay, I can't do this now, but if I do X, Y, Z, I'll be set up in the future? You know, obviously like we talked about the PT aspect of yeah. doing that really, really well. Um, what about nutrition? Like how are you feeling on the nutrition front? So nutrition's always been my downfall in life. If anyone follows me anywhere, you know, it's all otters and pizza, so. <laughs> That's just me, that's who I am. But knowing that I can't, you know, dive into a Domino's pizza and be like, oh, I'm gonna go hit up the gym, mm-hmm. you know, burn off the calories before or after, that's kind of helped after that first week. Yeah. Because now it's like, well, I gotta do something. So right. I know I kind of stole one of Colin's go to meals because with gastric bypass surgery, I can eat the same thing all week. Right. I don't need the variety. Mm-hmm. And I'm just boring like that with my food. Mm -hmm. So I started doing a little bit of brown rice, ground beef, that pink Himalayan, Himalayan Himalayan salt. salt. Yeah. That stuff. And what is it? The three pepper veggie mix. Mm -hmm. 
I eat that for lunch. It fills me up because of the rice. It's not too bad, not mm-hmm. processed. So I got one meal down. That's good. Breakfast is where I always flip flop because with me working in an office at seven to three thirty, which means I'm up at five. Have to shower, have to eat before I hit the road, get my coffee, get the kid up, you know. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, breakfast foods is a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I can have scrambled eggs and it's fine, but the second I get to work, mm-hmm. the second I start getting stressed out, it's like, well, now I need to eat. Sure. So from one of Greg's buddies, who I just became friends with. Josh. Uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try the pancake, what is it, Kodiak mix. Mm-hmm protein powder which i have and sugar-free syrup Mm -hmm. try and get the protein to start my day last me out there because otherwise breakfast wise when i had that bad week i was doing like croissant which microwave two minutes just because i was lazy but oh those are not good for you no they're not yeah like you know obviously like you know and we all know anything that you have to pop in the microwave that's like a complete meal yeah. is usually not ideal, right? No. Um, you know, you can get away with some things. Obviously, like if you're microwaving vegetables, like that's going to be okay. You know, you're probably better off putting them in a pot and, you know, cook, heating them up that way versus using the microwave. But right. still better than, um, you know, your processed sandwich or your burrito or anything like that. The good stuff. The, yeah. <laughs> the stuff that's horrible for you but tastes great. Right. Um, no, I think that's a great idea. Um, so the recipe Andrew's specifically talking about is taking the Kodiak cake, uh, pancake or waffle mix, and then adding in an extra scoop of protein. So the waffle mix on its own has, I think, 12 grams of protein for yeah, per serving, 14. something like that. Yeah, I think just depending which one you get. Right. Um, and so then adding in the extra scoop of protein because even though um, the protein waffles and pancakes do have protein in them. Mm-hmm. The balance of protein, the carb is still pretty high on the carb side. So kind of cutting that with some extra protein will in fact, um, put it into a better balance. Um, I know, I think Josh said he usually adds like one scoop of protein to one serving of the pancake mix yeah, and that, and, so. and that works out well for him. Um, so then now you're looking at, Um, probably closer to like 32 grams of protein versus that 12, um, which is probably more what we need in an average meal. You know, for most of us, if we're saying trying to eat maybe like 80% of our body weight in uh, protein, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're a 200 pound male, you're looking at that's 160 grams of protein a day. If you're eating, if you're eating four meals a day, you need to hit about 40 grams of protein per meal. So Definitely, I think that's a great strategy, and I think that's going to fill you up more. Um, you know, eggs are a great source of protein and fat, but they're just not filling. No. So, For me. yeah, like I can eat like six eggs, and then I'm hungry like 20 minutes exactly. later. They like they just don't fill you up. They kind of run right through you. So having again more of a a more protein rich. Uh, source with that little bit of carb in there, mm-hmm. I think will fill you up. I think that's a great strategy. Um, I think this is a great back and forth. This is very similar to how we approach when anyone in the gym comes in and talks about, hey, I want to dial in my nutrition. What should I do? Usually setting up a couple go-to meals of, you know, this is what breakfast looks like. This is what lunch looks like. This is what dinner looks like yeah. is super helpful. Um, 
many of us try to go all in and be like, I'm going to change 38 things today. And that, and that never sticks, right? We have to look at what are the one or two things I can change this week, do it for a month, make sure that's ingrained, make sure that sticks. And now I can change one other thing. So I think like you said, changing just the breakfast, cause that's what you seem to struggle with now is a great first step. Lunch is already ingrained. We're good on that. Oh, yeah. We changed the breakfast. So let's look forward, let's say a month from now. What do you think is the next implementation you can make in your nutrition game? If you've thought that far ahead. I have, and with me, it's easier being a dad to force my kid to eat vegetables. And I think it was a week or two ago, she's like, Daddy, you're not eating vegetables. And I said, stay in your lane. <laughs> so this, I've just never been a vegetable guy. Mm-hmm. And then if I do eat them, mm-hmm. it's covered in salt, butter, cheese, sure. anything to hide the vegetable. Uh-huh. So the next step is going to be just eating those straight vegetables, peas, yeah. carrots, you know, whatever is going to work for me, but it's finding that vegetable where I don't need to mask it and just right. take it in. Yeah. I think that's huge is, you know, we all think we need so much variety all the time, right. but like for me personally, I'm not a huge veggie guy. Like I like veggies, but I'm not like, yeah, I can't wait to eat my veggies today. So for me, broccoli is like my go-to. I know I like broccoli. So I just buy every week, like 10 frozen bags of broccoli. Every day, I try to eat a bag or two of broccoli. Very straightforward, very easy. Um, Sometimes I'll put a little sauce in them. Sometimes I'll put some butter and some salt. Whatever is going to have me eat that, I'm good with. So like for the meal you said you've been eating with the off of Collins template, I've done something similar in the past where it's like rice, broccoli, and like a meat. Mix it all up. Boom. Good to go. You know, where you can combo foods of vegetable and protein or vegetable and a little bit of carb um you know you can get those foods in without it being like fuck i gotta eat this green thing now and i don't want it right um so i think you're right the experimentation of what's the vegetable that is gonna be most beneficial to you because you're actually gonna eat it is gonna be the next step um i think peppers are good but like i tried Brussels sprouts aren't bad, but it's just the work to go into them. Mm-hmm. Where with me, I like the easy stuff. Sure. Where it's just like, just boil, boom, go. Yeah. So I, I think a huge thing, um, actually, I saw today on Josh's Instagram story. Um, if you guys don't know who Josh is, he's a nutrition coach with First In Nutrition. Really nice guy. Um, his Instagram handle is at Macro Messiah. And he was saying today on his Instagram story, Um, Many of us are very afraid of frozen vegetables because we think they're not nutrient rich, which is actually the opposite of the truth. When you get a frozen vegetable, they flash freeze them at like the height of their nutrition uh, content. So from there, if you just take those and throw them in either a frying pan with whatever you're making and warm them up, or you throw them in a pot and heat them up, like you're getting essentially the same as fresh vegetable nutrient wise on the flip side canned veggies not as much i would stay away from those but a frozen vegetable is fine actually it's great i would say it's better i eat almost exclusively frozen vegetables simply because it's easy it's fast and i still get my nutrients in see that's what i need right so especially at the grocery store if you're on a budget i mean you can get a bag for a bucket piece that wouldn't yep and every week we've just been buying five to six bags and 
sadly cutting out the french fries yeah <laughs> or now if you look at my freezer it's more veggies yeah. it's still those veggie tots but yeah before it was frozen pizzas french fries right all that was up in there yeah which is great you know it's it's been a process to to phase some of that stuff out but that's how we have to do it because if mm-hmm. we do it all at once it's never going to stick no, and i've done um, that before right and i think you know that's been great to see you grow in that process um i do woodman shopping as well like bagged like you said bagged vegetables i usually get broccoli green beans and peas yep. it's like a, i think it's 99 cents a bag yeah yeah which is per, which is perfect and if you ate a whole bag for most of us that's probably all we need for the day realistically right. um someone who's a little bit bigger like me i usually eat two um but start somewhere if you can get one bag of frozen vegetables in every day like that's leaps and bounds ahead of what you've been doing before if you're not eating any vegetables at all yeah. and that's across the board not just for you right most of us are huge vegetable under eaters um anything else nutrition wise you can think that's been like difficult for you in terms of being stuck on the couch so the one thing i could think of is like for me when i have that downtime like i get snacky right so i'm like like fuck like i've been watching this movie for an hour like i need some popcorn i need some chips so for me i either buy a somewhat healthy alternative to what i would normally buy or i won't buy anything altogether because even for even for me the healthy alternatives are great but when you're eating twice as much of it because you're like, oh, this is healthy, I'm fine. Yep. Like you might be eating more than if you had just had like half a cup of Ruffles, you know? So those are all good tools we can leverage if we do it correctly, right? right? Um, I don't remember where I was gonna go with yeah, that. Snacking's hard because again, with the kid at home, mm-hmm. and I know I worked with Kristen, I can never say her last name Swick. correctly, thank you. My big thing was the, you know, first grader, she's got all the gummies, she's got the snack size chips, the Doritos, all the good shit. Then when I go to the store, I'm like, well, I gotta buy my smart food popcorn or fruits and veggies. And it's like, when you want a snack, Mm -hmm. it's hard to go for the healthy Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, well, I got these Doritos right here. Right. And I know the biggest thing, like you were saying, eating something that's supposedly healthier but you're doubling tripling the amounts Mm -hmm. my thing that helped me was getting a bowl yeah because if you take that bag of popcorn like smart food it's good Mm -hmm. but if you take that bag to the couch and eat half the fucking bag what's the point yeah so me it's portion control of the snacks whether it's healthy or not instead of just like gorging out yeah that's that's huge portion control is huge because even if you're like you said if you're making those healthier choices but you're still overeating exactly. it doesn't make a difference yeah. you know you might as well have the doritos right exactly um you know maybe you're doing less caloric harm because it's a less calorically dense uh food if you had eaten the same amount of doritos versus the smart pop or whatever but still not good right right um so always again finding those strategies that work best for you i think like you said finding that bowl that you know like this is yeah. this is my popcorn bowl and every time you eat it that's what you put it in that's my snack right that's perfect that's perfect um now i think that's really good about what we've touched on with nutrition um the only other thing i would add potentially about snacking is a lot of times when we're bored it's just like a almost like an oral fixation thing yeah we're like bored so it's like all right i need to be chewing something so with that like easy strategies buy some gum 
like sh- like sugar-free gum probably because um, gum even though it doesn't say it has calories does have small amount of calories in it yeah. um even if you're not swallowing it like there is some calorie there um so maybe do like a sugar-free gum or for me like if i'm feeling quote-unquote hungry drink a glass of water a lot of times right a lot of times you'll feel fuller or you'll find out like oh i wasn't really hungry like i just wanted something to eat or to drink yeah so drink the water no calories there plus we're getting in our hydration because again like most of us are we're not drinking enough water (laughs) um many of us think we do drink enough water realistically most of us do not um man i think that was great you know i think we went in this podcast kind of looking to talk about injury and we kind of went into the the sidetrack of the nutrition which i think was great um like i said this is a very typical back and forth we have in the gym when it comes to people coming in to talk about nutrition um so you know very conversational, very laid back. So if you guys have these nutrition questions, don't be afraid to reach out to us. That's what we're here for. Um, again, very typical situation like this. Um, thanks for being here today, Andrew. I think this was great for everybody. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us all on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. You can follow me at Buckbuilt Coach. You can follow the gym at CrossFit Ariac. You can follow Andrew. Good old old man underscore Samson on the gram. Cool, guys. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Cut it, check something in, now they changing the subject Who else here wants it? Living the life you can't covet